first of all, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna apologize because sometimes I'll be saying like we're gonna get the show up on YouTube and then now now well it's it's I'll put it it's my fault because I have so many things going on I'm trying to understand getting our our video content up right but I think that since this is the very first show that we are actually in the same place yes we are right um, next to each other he's real now I can you know backhand from here oh wow well. can't you, do it you know what you know what though and I probably shouldn't say this though what like you're here and and the news of the hour right now I feel like we're Cassie and Diddy up in here <laughs> <laughs> only by complexion though only by complexion because <laughs> see yeah. you're thinking about it now right yeah, girl, I will, girl I will shake the hell out you no I'm sorry <laughs> stop it that's a legend you... is, wait is it still a legend though now that Diddy has um, settled the lawsuit Um, no it's not a legend that's why wait he settled it that's wait why he settled wait, it I'm not necessarily asking you a lot of times when you're not here and, and this is your first day here so, so ladies and gentlemen first of all welcome you and yours to the DJ Aiken podcast and, and of course, this does not work without the lovely Miss Brittany Gonzalez. So hey. I, I want to make sure that I say that right. We are. It, it probably won't happen a lot, but today we are in the same place. Brittany is in Tampa. We are in the same studio. Of course, Jason is here off camera where he constantly gives me the head shakes, corrects things that Brittany's saying wrong. That I say, you mean yourself. Speak for yourself. You know, the problem is, too, I, I was out with Brittany today, Jason, and and, and like she went in the restaurant before me. Uh -huh. To a lunch that I had to pay for. Uh-huh, that, that's that right. Happened, right? That's and here, right. Here's, here's Brittany. I, and I, I said something to her when I got in there. She goes, before you came in here? Oh, yeah, I was getting I was getting noticed. I, was, I, I said I every man turned his head. Every man. Even the ones with wives at the table. I was like, can you not? They're right there. Really? Have some respect. Really? I can't help it, though. It's what it's the effect I have when I Jason, you did it, too. Jason almost broke his neck when I walked in. Jason is a married man that helps produce the <laughs> I'm show. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding about Jason. Huh? What, Everything I mean, else is true, though. Okay, let me ask, let me ask you this. And, and again, this is like I, like I play a lot, but the first thing you should have is confidence in yourself. And so I'm glad that you have that, right? What do you think it is when you walk in the room? Is it because you look... Is it? A, I think you have a different look. That's what it is when you walk in a lot of these rooms. I have that je ne sais quoi. That's girl, what it is. Girl, you have more of a I am 5'2". I wonder how she even got on the ride to get here. <laughs> look, that's the look you have. Now, that's the look you have. I walk in with my shoulders up, you know, booty poked out, and I'm just... Girl, that is a twerk. That is not, that is not confidence. Now you getting that mixed up with a twerk. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Big man ass over. Let's Make that, that coochie breeze. Hey, shake that ass with Wait, Drake. Stop you it, stop it. Right. You know what I hate right now? That yeah. I actually really like a sexy red song. I know. Me too. I am so disappointed in myself because Why? I, I everything sexy red stands for, I am against. But that song rides. But you know, also because she she was like, I want Trump to come back because of those checks. And I just think that's such an ignorant statement to be. That's the reason why you want Trump back. And I can't forgive her for that. So that little that little bit right there, I can't stand sexy red. That is ignorance. This, this is why I'm not mad at her for that, though, because I'm not mad at her for that because I short sighted and not really understanding in the long game. Thank you. And when you from deep in the hood like she is, all you saw was, girl, we got a twelve hundred dollar check. <laughs> you ain't realize that somehow or another we paying that check back. Yeah. You know, we don't look at big picture, right? So with that being said though, I but why don't why don't we consider sexy red like, because remember, I, and and it, and I'm part of it. Uh -huh. Because remember I, I used to always tell you, I'll be like, Cardi B to me is hip hop Cinderella, right? Like she's, yes. she's from the hood, all of a sudden she finally gets gets this song right, and then it just becomes she almost becomes 
No, Cardi is. Cardi is has become hip hop royalty, right? Like yeah. people like and I I ain't gonna lie, like I really, I really dig Cardi. I do. I got I, I do. And I'm not saying that everything she does song wise, but I think when they talk about authentic, she is authentic as they come, right? She she talk hood, she she ain't changed from that. She has but, not. But she does, I I will say this, she has elevated herself a bit to where she's not embarrassing to me. She's not embarrassing to her family, her kids like that. She in a different, she knows she in a different tax bracket. Yes, she's a great mom. She speaks on political issues. She puts banging music out there. Yes, she shakes her her butt, but she also does choreography. I can, Sexy Red doesn't do choreography. And that makes me so mad that she can go up there and perform and just sway side to side and wear outfits that aren't artist-like. There's just nothing to it, but what? her up there, I don't like that. Look, she cannot be up there with a Beyonce budget. <laughs> With no. Michelle, with Michelle, up there acting like Beyonce with a Michelle Williams budget. That's what I meant to say. I, she can't do that. I get that, but come on now. Like, put some so more wait, effort. So wait, you're mad. You're not mad that Sexy Red is up there pregnant, though, with the, with the, with a stomach no, out? No, I'm not, not. No, because I love it when the pregnant women still perform. I think that is so powerful to do, to still be working and, and doing their thing. Yeah. So you're not mad that she does a split while she's pregnant and she barefooted on stage? I Well, barefoot. That's disgusting. Yeah, like, barefoot on you're, stage. You're going to catch a fungus like that. So Cardi B does not do a barefoot. Remember when Cardi B no, was Cardi, pregnant? Cardi, Cardi been barefoot. I've seen Cardi kick her shoes off a few stages. <laughs> okay, I Let's didn't see that. that. I didn't Let's see that. Let's not do that. I didn't see that. She still does does choreography though but I was, Cardi did splits while she was pregnant too I love that stuff okay so why why can't and I can't believe we started this show for the Sexy Red conversation <laughs> why can't why why couldn't why wouldn't we consider Sexy Red like the new hip hop like like Cinderella and I say Cinderella. Here's why I say Cinderella for the folks who don't know or haven't followed us for a while. I say Cinderella because like it's life changing, right? Hip hop has been life changing for Cardi B. And I right. feel like if, if Sexy Red continues to do it right, whoever's helping her and if her deal is even halfway decent, her life has changed. Like she should have money soon or right now. She should be building money to where her family's life can change. Right. Um, I think for me, it's also like, remember when she was sleeping with that guy? She's First of all, she loves guys who have an ankle monitor. That is so... <laughs> I can't root for those women. I can't. That's toxic to yourself. And then to, to be on a platform saying that, that's disgusting. Uh, what was the other thing? Remember the sex video that leaked of her? That was the second time that happened to her, Egan. From, because of the type of guys she sleeps with. They're on looking for a come up. Like, you know what I mean? They have nothing to lose but to gain from that girl. And the fact that she can't I just all her decisions are wrong to me that's why she's not a Cinderella Cardi got smart you know what I mean like she was she got with Offset she wanted the the ring like yeah he cheated because he was dumb a lot of these men in the rap industry they all cheat but it seems like Offset learned his lesson like he was like no I really have something special here I gotta I gotta act right so I mean it took a lot of times but you know that's why I, there's a big difference and Sexy Red I can't root for her I don't see her uh, long term either by the way I, I'm I'm Sometimes I'm wrong. Sometimes I'm wrong, but I don't see her going the Cardi B way. I see her really screwing herself over, and she's gonna be her own uh, a downfall. But do you think Cardi Cardi has been musically long term? I I mean that album was like to me. I thought Cardi had a well put together project, but a lot of these other records are they are they really good records or they just seem like Cardi just she just she's out there she's making music. But do they really feel like good records to you? Because they don't seem like they're sticking. For me, they do, though. That's why I'm okay. biased. I'm Barty Gang. Bongo still goes hard for me. Okay. Up still goes hard for me. You know, WAP, yeah. I still love to yeah. hear that. I give, so, I give you those. Okay. I, you know, those still ring for me. Every time they come on, I want to hear the whole song through. So, Yeah, but think about it like this, though. Sexy Red went from 
booty hole brown. <laughs> like literally, she went from my booty hole brown. Right. To, to having a song a, of Drake. Uh, boom. Right there. I know. And I'm so mad at Drake for putting her on like that. Like that is. Ooh. Why would he? Let me Look, first of but all. But it worked. It I worked. I was going to say. It worked. Look, look, let me be clear. And, and I ain't afraid to say this. I think that Sexy Red is on maybe one of the best records that I've heard in the last six months. Yeah, I, I agree. I agree. Uh, I can't, I can't, you know, I can't argue that. You're right. And the crazy thing about it, I don't know who came up with the concept, but honestly, at this point, I think she was, per- you know what I'm saying? I think she was literally perfect for, bend that ass over, make that, let that coochie break. Like, I, I, I am like, literally like, I don't want to hear anybody else on that. Yeah, like me she, too. Like, she killed it. Like, she just kind of, she did like, like I said, whoever produced it, whoever had the vision, she is so perfect for that record. I think that's her one. I don't see her doing the Ice Spice thing where it's just like another one and another one. I think she's got one or two, one more in her. I think the second the, the second one after that is going to flop. Wait a minute, though. But but this is like the third one. No, I know. But I'm saying like if we're just counting like what's next, what's next. Right. I think she'll have another another one. I, I, this is just for some reason my gut is telling me that she's going to have another big one. And then the one after that, she's going to start dying down. Well, I think it's hard to come with another. Like when you want a record with Drake. Yeah. That kind of is like the, the pinnacle for a lot of people. So then where does her career go after that? Is this to still going to go up? To make a good project, I think. I think make a good project or if something else comes along that she can do, right? Like, like, cause here's, here's the thing. Let, let me ask you this. You, you mentioned Ice Spice. Uh-huh. I would venture to say though, that right now, Sexy Red is bigger than Ice Spice. Really? I would venture. I mean, don't get me wrong. The, the things that they're doing with Ice Spice, like Ice Spice had a record with Taylor Swift, right? Yeah. Ice Spice is on that, uh, that other record, uh, um, with the, with the girl. It's like, it's a pop record. It's a really dope record. They love when she comes on there. Right. I um, I forgot the name of it. Then she, of course she's got her own records, right? Then she's got the donut commercial. So they're, they're, yeah. moving, they're moving her in the right spaces. Yep. But I think when you talk about right now, the heat on a person, I think if they both walked into a room, I think ice, I think sexy red, let me tell you something, man. Mm. I, I am in a club every week of nothing, but what I would perceive to be a lot of well-off younger white chicks. Okay. They go to private college. They in school. They like to party. They want to feel safe. I can't front. Maybe six months ago, it was Play Ice Spice. Maybe a couple of records. Right. No. Right now, though, it it's is sexy like. sexy red. Look, no, no. And it ain't, just, it ain't just one sexy red record, though. Uh-huh. Like it's the Drake record. It's uh Ski Oh my it's, god. It's still it's <laughs> yeah. asking for records that I didn't even know were out there, uh-huh. putting their phone in my face and I'm like, hold on, I don't even know that one. Yeah. You understand what I'm saying? Because yeah. I'm not I'm just I I I discover discover things in a different way. I didn't catch that kind of heat on Ice Spice. I, I just uh, didn't. And I'm not saying that. I'm no, bleeding. you're right. Like, I, you're right. I mean, I, I could see that people aren't like coming to you with their phones being like, I spice this or, you know. Right. Yeah. Like, let me tell you this. Let me let me be honest. And, and let me be clear. I played Ski Yee in Raymond James Stadium. <gasps> oh. Ski Yee. And they was like. Oh, my God. Now, granted, I got this dope mashup where it's that's all you could play the ski part no 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 <laughs> I, I, you know, I got it clean but it's also over Bootsy's Wipe Me Down so uh, imagine that beat yeah. and ski on top of it man skate stadium go stadium go crazy <laughs> I can see that yeah you know what I'm saying so her records to me are, are giving 
a different type of and and put maybe maybe it's like this. Maybe I think her records are given a different energy from what feels like the ground level, the proper place to build a record. Uh-huh. I feel like Ice Spice was there, and then somebody saw a vision and immediately started taking her where she skipped a few steps. Like, I feel like Sexy Red is building a real fan base that's like, she's doing interviews, right? And even though you and I say some of these things that she's doing are crazy, her fan base is right there with her because she's acting almost like them. Mm-hmm. You understand what I'm saying? To a certain extent. Yeah. Whereas I feel like when Ice Spice blew, I haven't really seen no Ice Spice interviews. And if they were, they were super big. She's yeah. in a commercial with Ben Affleck. Ice Spice didn't even know who Ben Affleck was, no, I guarantee didn't. you, I know she six didn't. months ago. mm you know what I'm saying? So yeah. to me, it's like it's like when you get that artist and, and they talk about it. And we've talked we talked to Wilt Wallace about this a while back, and we were talking about records and artists that stick. Right? It's like she's skipping what should be her fan base and building because oh. there's suddenly the right phone calls are being made. Right? There was there had to be a heavy phone call made just to have the Duncan collabo to where I'm gonna have these munch donuts and that fit. Right? Yeah. But to have Ben Affleck suddenly with Ice Spice, Ice Spice with Taylor Swift. Right, you're right. I didn't think about that. You understand what I'm saying? Like, 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 Sexy Red and Drake feels a lot realer to me than Ice Spice and Taylor Swift. And Ice Spice next to Ben Affleck. Yeah, exactly. right. I, I, when I saw that, I was like, really? Oh, okay. I mean, I thought it was cute. Don't right. me wrong, yeah, it was no. cute. But I, I was very taken aback. Like, yeah, and, and, and that's what I'm saying. I, I think that when we talk about, that's why I say right now, I feel like hip hop wise, buzz wise. Sexy Red is at the, she's at, I mean, there's always going to be the Drake, J. Cole type thing, right? There's always going to be the Kendrick type thing. There's always going to be even the Jack Harlow type thing, I would say. She's Mm -hmm. not there yet, but I feel like on the block and building an actual fan base. Like, I saw footage from a show she did in Orlando like a week and a half ago. Uh Uh-huh, how was it? and everybody singing. Wow. You understand what I'm saying? Was she barefoot? Yes, she was. Ugh. She was barefoot and she had on that yo yo outfit that you love with her, you know, her her <laughs> midi her midi section was out. <laughs> her midi section, you know. Yeah. I mean, I'm happy for her in that guess. I guess. Uh, this is who we're uplifting. This is who we're we're raising up. Look. Yikes, guys. Come on, let's do better. And I'm and I'm not even you know me. I'm not really I'm not really saying cuz like I said, I'm not I know not look I'll say it like that too. I know not that much about Sexy Red. I haven't read nothing on her. If I had, if I, if I got an interview, I would do it because I would want to talk to her. You know what I'm saying? Because I, I honestly would like to interview people like that to kind of get, you know, what they're thinking and not just what everybody perceives them as. Yeah. Even myself, right? I think that, and I would give her a proper interview. I wouldn't sit there and try to embarrass her. I'd be like, "Yo, like, let's talk about, you know, what you from, where you from, and because I'd be to like, me, what's this is wrong success. with you? Put some shoes on. Oh, wow. I'll wow. bring her a pair of shoes, slippers. Here you go, girl." You don't know if she sits in an interview with no shoes on. <laughs> well, she, maybe. I mean, probably. But when she goes to the bathroom, I feel like she takes her shoes off. <laughs> That's the kind of vibe I get. Her, her shoes are like a romper. <laughs> yeah. I'm just saying. Yeah. I'm just asking, man. Um, <laughs> Brittany, you know we're here now. And, and, and we got to talk about it. Because um, it, we, we've got another major case in front of us. And, and honestly, look. I think I, I think I sent this to you as soon as, as soon as I got it right because as soon as it broke it was on every blog right so that meant your Instagram feed was getting ate up right because everybody was like Diddy is getting sued by Cassie for thirty million dollars yeah, let's not forget that part. yeah for thirty million right now before we go any further did you think thirty million was absurd do you were you surprised that she sued him. What were your first thoughts when you saw the lawsuit? Uh, the thirty million, I was like, Diddy is not gonna pay that. Diddy is so greedy. He's like, so I was like, whoa, thirty million. She's not gonna get it. That's immediately my first thought. But I also felt like, like, why this number? But you know, I, 
to me it wasn't the number it was more so like wow she's she's she also put out the information with it like the right. lawsuit came with the 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 with the receipts with the receipts it wasn't right. just like she's suing him it was like she's suing him and here's why you right. know we usually don't get that it's more like a uh, vague you know when they do that the lawsuit's there and then they, you know they keep it real uh vague for that so that's what caught my attention was like damn this is all in the same day coming out right you know so what were your first thoughts um my first thoughts is being in the game the way that i have been and being around a lot of people that shall remain nameless i didn't think like nothing surprises me when i when these dudes get sued like nothing surprises <laughs> me right like and i and i don't know if i mean that i don't necessarily know if i mean that in a bad way i'm just i just feel like a lot happens in this industry, to be honest, that we never get wind of, right? And we've talked about this before, right? That never, you got to be in some circles to know that this happened, right? We'll yep. Now we'll get a little bit more because of social media and people recording things and a camera coming out, that sort of thing. But I feel like a lot of these things have always been happening. And I feel like with these powerful dudes like Harvey Weinstein, right? We can oh never forget God, the amount yeah. of stuff that they said he did, right? Come to a meeting. You're like, okay, I, 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 I will meet you in your hotel room because you're a respected businessman and there's probably, your room is probably so big that there's a suite for us to have a meeting like an office in. But then you come out in a, in a damn robe talking about, hey, can you rub my back? And you're like, bro, I can't be for a script reading that you produce right. a movie. Ain't you producing a movie that I can be in? You know what I'm saying? That yes. sort of thing, right? So nothing really surprises me. The R. Kelly thing didn't surprise me, right? Like, again, I wasn't there for some of these things, but I had been heard that if you bring R. Kelly in a room, and there are 30 women in there, he will find his way to the youngest one. I had been heard that. Wow. Hadn't seen it, but had been heard that. I had been heard numerous stories about how Diddy may or may not get down. Mm -hmm. Right? Can't say I saw anything allegedly, right? You know, but you hear these things. So when these things, when these stories break, I don't know if I'm necessarily surprised. I think I am surprised, though, like you, to your point, right? And again, don't take this the wrong way, nobody. I was surprised that Cassie sued him. That surprised me because really? I thought, because I thought like, honestly, I thought she was like how I felt Kim Porter was when she was alive. How was that? Kim Porter is the mother of the twins that Diddy has. And I think Christian. Okay. Right. But in the time, those kids are not like the same age next to each other. There'll be a time that there's kids and then Diddy got a girlfriend that he's with at all the award shows like J-Lo and this, that, and the other. And this other girl is still here. And then he go back and there's a kid with that person. Wow. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. And again, I'm not sure if I got the timeline exactly right. But Cassie felt like one of those. Cassie felt like she's always going to be there. Because remember, since Cassie has been with Diddy, there's been another lady who keeps hitting social media like letting you know that she's spending time with Diddy. The uh, other, are you the, talking about Carisha? No, this oh, is before, before Carisha. There was a, there was another young lady that was like she will come online and um because I know there was a new ex girlfriend, not a new ex girlfriend, but a more re recent after Cassie that she said that Diddy beat on her. This was you know she was she came out and said Diddy would beat on her, and nobody it didn't really catch wind you know like that. She did interviews about it, but I don't I didn't even know she did until Cassie spoke out. Then I started seeing the interview of hers come up, and I don't remember her name. She looks Asian, of some sort. Well, there was Misa, who is actually his first. His first, she's Justin's mom. She was. Oh, first. so she had a baby with him. She's first. Like she had Justin, who's, oh, the, who's the first. That's the, the one that looks just like Diddy. Like he. he no, that's Christian. Oh, that's, that's Kim Christian. Porter. That's Kim Porter's okay. kid. Okay. But Misa was there 
before like the success like she was there in the beginning he might have been at uptown and that type of thing and she was a stylist and she did all kinds of stuff that was around the situation she's in the juicy video but she's there before the major diddy success kim porter of course we know about she's the mother of the twins and i think she's justice bomb there was j-lo um, and, and don't you think about what is J-Lo ever going to say anything? Because people were like, J-Lo, you ready to speak? You know, like you have something to say too. And I want J-Lo to speak, but I know she never will because I feel like she's at this level and this status where she's just like, I don't even need it. I don't need to expose him. Or did he did he really not ever treat her the same way that he treated everybody else? Because um, why is she, has she been silent for over, how long, how long has it been? since J-Lo? J-Lo um, has never spoken out against him. Well, I think with J-Lo, though, it's, it's, here's why I think the J-Lo thing is a little bit differently. I feel about the J-Lo thing like I feel about Beyonce dating somebody. That they don't speak on it? No, that she got her own money, so you're, you're in a different way. You understand uh -huh. what I'm saying? Like, like, all those women that Diddy has dated, other than J-Lo, uh -huh. they didn't they, have the status. You understand? Right. And by status, I don't mean like they're any less of a woman. No, no. I mean like they can't look in their bank account and go, bro, I got 200 million. I'm good. Yeah. Cassie looked at Diddy and was like, I'm signed to you for 10 albums. I am 20 years younger than you. And now I'm in this relationship with you. And you got me pretty much on payroll to where you're paying me by paying my rent. And the cars, the cars probably in your company's name. Mm -hmm. So at any given time, you probably can hold it over my head and say, I'll snatch everything. Yeah. And, and he did. Right. Allegedly. I think that was what was said too. like he would threaten to, you know, her, his his entourage, his employees would threaten her when she would try to leave him. And we'll get into more of what was said in those documents because we were going me and Egan were going through them. But she said that uh, his employees would would kind of be like, all right, you know, your success isn't going to be there if you leave Diddy. If you leave actually because she would try to leave him right. and when she would hide and disappear they would find her and between all of his you know businesses that he was involved with with they would find her and to and bring her back in and be like you better come back or you're you're losing everything right because it, and and so that's what i look that's what i say about that stuff right like did he think about it when you hear about these power couples right and and, and again they're not associated with this but i look at it when i when i when i say certain things Jay-Z and Beyonce are considered a power couple because they both have status. They both have money. They're both of their careers are constantly moving. Almost seems like simultaneously, right? Yeah. That's But when you look at Diddy and these women that he was with, and again, big shout out to Jay-Z and Beyonce. This conversation is not to be derogatory to him in any way like they're doing something wrong. I'm just you making an example of this, right? When you look at Diddy, let's just let's say Misa, right? The the first baby mom. There is nothing wrong with her. But we really only know her nationally, worldwide, because she is a mother of Diddy's child. Yes, you understand absolutely. What I'm saying? Not that she didn't have a career in her own right, and everybody doesn't want to be super famous, but we really only know her. Not like Beyonce and Jay, where you know them because of the status that they have on their own, mm -hmm. right? Like, it's they walked into this thing, like, we both heavy. And because of their work of art, you right. know? Like, yes. Right. Then you look at, you look at um, the other women, right? Other than J-Lo, which one of them can you say if Diddy come in a room, other than them being beautiful women, Kim Porter was a model in her own right, and from what I understand, a, a major model, right? But not to the point of the status of a Diddy. To me, mm -hmm. J-Lo was at that status. Right, right. So I wonder if he treated her differently, if he withheld himself from the physical violence even because um, it was J-Lo, because I don't think so. And that's why I'm like, J-Lo, speak up. It's your time. You know, now it's, it's okay. But she probably doesn't want to get involved. Yeah, and I also think that what came with J-Lo too was her own team. You understand what I'm saying? Like, like that. that's what I say about it, too, when you talk about that stuff, right? J-Lo 
was already J-Lo when he got with her, right? So there was Corey Rooney. There was um, um, other big-time man. There was, I forgot who her manager, Benny Medina, I think, was around at the time. But these dudes are heavy in the game in their own right, uh-huh. right? So they were, you know, they were part of the J-Lo situation, uh, you know, and these dudes are, are heavy in the industry in their own right. So it may have been a situation where, they're not, like, I, like, remember, once the shooting went down, it wasn't much longer that J-Lo wasn't around anymore. Oh, that's right. You know, what was the, who, who was the shooting between? The, the I know. Shooting, the, what happened, from what I understand and from what I remember, they were in a club. Of course, in these clubs in New York, right? In New York, it's it's a bunch of people with money that ain't never made a record for whatever they doing, whether they street dudes, whether they whatever. So to them, a lot of the, the sports money and whatever, they like, man, I've been getting money. So I guess whatever had happened in there was some kind of a thing Diddy walking through or something like that. Something happened. But supposedly there was some money thrown in somebody's face. I don't know which way it went, whether the, the money was thrown in Diddy's face or whatever by this person or whatever. And that's when the melee kind of jumped off. Uh-huh. And in the melee jumping off, that's when Shine pulled the gun and got the bus. And Shine, his old artist Shine. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah. The one that's now the government official, right? He got the bus off. Because remember, Shine did 10 years behind that. Oh, I didn't know but that. But it wasn't much longer after that. That there was no more Diddy and J-Lo. Well, yeah, I'm sure her and her team were like, you cannot be around this atmosphere. You can't be around shots being fired. Like, right. we need you. <laughs> okay. Right. And her family probably got involved. Her mom, too. She's very close with her mom. I could see her mom being like, uh-uh, mija, you can't, we're out. Right. And the J-Lo situation, think about it. She was, a, J-Lo went from being a fly girl on A Living Color to being this this international superstar. Right. right? So she, she wasn't necessarily in the place of where I got to be around Diddy. To get to get this off, mm-hmm. like J Lo gets it off because she's J Lo. Yeah, you know. So 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 when I look at it like that, right, and we talk about the Cassies and these type of things, I, I'm not saying that there are any less women, but I'm not surprised when someone tells me, especially in having conversations with you, right, when when we talk about these things and some saying women and probably the way we maybe the way some of them are thinking or just anybody that's been controlled, so to speak, it becomes this thing of how do I leave? Um, well, especially when you're with someone who won't let you leave, you know, how do you That's leave? That's alleged. Well, okay. So what she, you're right. It is alleged that's in the, in the documents. How many pages? 30 pages it was? Something like that. I don't know. But she did. That's what she talked about. Cassie alleges that she would try to get away. And like I said, that they would go back and find her and pull her back in. And like, you cannot leave him. Remember he allegedly, he blew up Kid Cudi's car because Kid Cudi was interested in Cassie. Like that is terrifying because then I'd feel like he's going to blow me up, you know, when I try to leave. So it's yeah. sick. What what do you got? This is now I got the piece you were talking about right here. It's uh um this is on the third page, uh number ten. It says over the years that Mr. Combs abused Ms. Ventura physically and sex sexually, she again and again tried to escape his tight hold over her life. Every time she did, Mr. Combs' vast network of corporations and affiliated entities found her. And those who work for Mr. Combs and companies employed her to return to him. Many went as far to explicitly say state that her failure to return to Mr. Combs would hinder her success in the entertainment industry. Here's what's crazy about all of that, though, right? What? Cassie ain't had a record since, what, Me and You? I thought that's the only record I have ever heard her do. She's got that record, and then she made she made this other record called "Got a Long Way to Go," which I remember was kind of cool, um, because I remember. Na, 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 na. This is, and it got, got a long way to yep, go. That's da, na, na. Her, oh right, yeah, yeah, that one, that because one. Because I'm gonna tell you why I remember that video. I think that's the video that she copied the pleasure principle thing from Janet Jackson. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, she, she pretty much emulated the pleasure principle video from uh, Janet Jackson. This this one is also uh, number eleven. When she believed that she had finally separated from her longtime abuser, she joined Mr. Combs for a dinner. 
after which he forced her into her home and raped her while she repeatedly said no and tried to push him away. Yeah. What? Now, this happened off camera. And maybe you feel a little different now that you've been reading this. Mm -hmm. But we were at lunch, Brittany. (laughs) Oh, my God. And this is where you were saying something like, and, and it makes me think at this point, because would you question if he abused her for a long time, why would she go to lunch with him? Uh, yes. Without knowing that he blew up the car and that he was at guns and stuff like that was going on. Absolutely. I was like, I would be like, why would you go back? Why would you go back to that dangerous ass situation? Why are you putting yourself in harm's way? You know that he's a bad person. And after years of this, I mean, this went on for 10 years. I felt like, damn girl, you know, at that point you hold yourself accountable too. Why the, why are you still there? It was, it angered me. So yes, that's how I felt. I didn't know this was me not speaking. Speaking about the raping and all that, I had no idea, you know, but yeah, absolutely. The physical abuse and all of that. You're going to dinner with him for what? And then you escaped. I don't understand how she escaped and then ended up back at dinner. Was this because he made her? He forced her to come back to dinner? Because it doesn't say he forced her. It just says that she went to dinner with him. Mm. What? I'm I'm just I'm just I'm just So for for me not having and this is why it's important for you to read whenever these kind of cases come up it's important for you to read everything because I was definitely speaking like girl with some accountability he's a horrible demon person but you cannot stay in those type of situations and expect them to get better now having read how he was d- keeping her around that's different her life was really in danger and, and I would have been petrified that he would have killed her and if I was in that situation that he would have killed me you know but aside from that it is like all right, you got to stop putting yourself in harm's way, you know, you, at some point. what What is Because then I was thinking, is it the money, the lifestyle, the, you know, having your rent paid for, your car? But meanwhile, you're bruised up. You're getting, having to get IVs in your damn body because he's got so many drugs in your system that it became a regular thing. This is all in the documents. It became regular for her to put an IV into her to replenish her because she was so... You know, her body had just been through so many drugs. And then the sexual stuff with him, him having her have sex with other men. I was like, girl, what? I mean, maybe the first night you're all drunk and drugged up. okay, but then you realize, like, damn, I just really did that last night. That's that's what we're doing here to to the point where my nails are. She says she alleges that he had her get her nails always had to be white because he liked the contrast of her white nails on a black penis. Sick. That is sick. And by the way, Ekan, I sent you this. So and now this was on Twitter, but it was a collage of photos because you know, young Miami, Carisha's been dating Diddy openly and she doesn't care that he's with other women and all of that. But there were a, a collage of photos with young Miami with all white nails since she's been with him. Every and different outfits and she's got the white nails on. So people think that she's also being trafficked, but she enjoys it. Carisha to me enjoys it like she's that kind of girl she's like hell yeah I'm down Diddy let's do it you know what I mean he doesn't have to punch her yeah and and I I know and I know we talked about this too like people talk about a lot of times like why didn't somebody leave right and and I've never been in this situation so I, I speak on it from afar right and 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 not really having an opinion of because I from what I understand it's not as easy to leave as people think it's not I guess when you look at it like this uh this is a uh Comment number 56, it says all aspects of Ms. Ventura's life were controlled by either Mr. Combs or his management companies. Every event Ms. Ventura attended from the travel to makeup to clothing was paid for directly by Mr. Combs and his affiliate company, affiliated companies. Now, 
what do you think when you hear, as a matter of fact, Jason, do we have that clip? Do we have that clip? So Slim Thug came out. Did uh-huh. you see Slim Thug's comment? I feel like I did, but remind me. Slim Thug came out, and and I'll, I'll just let him let him speak because we've talked about this before. Slim Thug has 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 come out and made this comment. Guys, be coming back and getting puffed. I don't believe in it, man. When shit go down, speak on that shit right then, or it's out of there. It should be null and void. You shouldn't even have no type of nothing. You should be. You shouldn't be able to do shit unless you motherfucker let the people know what happened immediately. It should be a time limit on this shit. What happened was, you was trying to, you got around them motherfuckers stand up on love shit. This is what happened. I'm gonna tell you what always happened, right? You was with a billionaire with all this bread all this time, and then you went, followed your heart to with a trainer. That motherfucker apartment got smiled in the bitch, that lifestyle fell off, now it's struggle time. The love wearing off, and now you trying to come up with ways to figure out how to get paid. Now, now I'm healed, and I can talk about it. I want to expose niggas in my books. You did that. You now, in a nutshell, basically what he's what Slim Thug is saying is that there should be a time limit on when women can speak on these things, which immediately made me think of you when I when I saw it. Right, and mm-hmm. and and he was saying something like. When this stuff happens to a woman, she should, or happens to anyone, she should speak up then. And if she doesn't speak up then, basically, like, then then you then it no longer counts, right? Or like yeah, now it's void. Much. Now yeah, it's pretty pretty much. And I I know you spoke on this a while back, like trauma and things like that. You can't really put a time limit on that sort of thing, right? And, and I, I guess I got a twofold question, and because you know a lot of times people say stuff like. You know, like, well, she waited so long. Mm-hmm. And then it also makes people not believe you because you waited so long. Go right. on. But does the fact that Diddy settled so quickly make you believe even more that she's right? She's telling the truth? Yes, both. Because, okay, one, you can't put a time limit on that. Slim Thug, he's speaking from a place where he's never been physically and sex- or sorry, sexually abused to be able to. If you haven't been sexually assaulted or abused, same thing. You cannot speak on. You cannot have an opinion on this. OK, you cannot have, you cannot have an opinion on saying what's how to handle it, how to how to, uh, you know, um, how to go through that. Right. How you're supposed to deal with that. You can't. You just simply can't. Now, from coming from me, who has been through some trauma like that, there is no time limit. There is there is and also time for you to process it, time for you to figure out and then you 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 bury it. You know, you don't even want to really acknowledge that it happened. So you have that factor, which is why I say stop telling people that they need to stay have a certain time limit. That is you just can't do it. I'm telling you. And you'll never know it unless you've been through it. Now, to the other side of that was the, what What did you say? Um, oh, how he settled so quickly. Absolutely. Right. Because he, I mean, look, everything that came out. You know Diddy doesn't give up the money. You, We know Diddy. Look at Mace. Look at all the artists. He just gave up the, the publishing rights. And, by the way, they're, they're worthless now. So, uh, that was a great, you know, uh, public... PR stunt. Right. Oh, I give. I gave. I realized that I was wrong. This is what he said. Something along the lines of, "I realized after all this, all of these years, you know, I've grown. Give them back their publishing rights. Like this is the right thing to do. It's the time to do it when it means nothing to them." Aubrey O'Day from Making the Band. She came out and said that. Oh yeah, I I got a, a phone call from Diddy's team about this, about the publishing right, getting mine back. She goes, "It came out to about a, a year." 
she would get $800 for her publishing rights a year. And then also she had to sign an NDA and never speak bad on Bad Boy, on Diddy, on any of his affiliations to get that. Okay, what a disgusting human being because he was like, oh, here's your publishing rights, but you can never say nothing bad about me. You have to sign this NDA. So we know he doesn't like to give up the money. Now, Cassie, $30 million. I I almost fell out the chair when I saw that number. I was like, Diddy's not going to pay it. One day at 24 hours, he paid it. He's guilty. He didn't want more to come out. He did not want more to come out. And I hope other women come out and speak on it. What did it? What did it make you feel like? What did it scream to you? Um, It was wild to me because, like I said, when I went to bed, everything, you know, I, I did a little before bed scrolling, and it was Diddy. Diddy getting sued. Diddy getting sued. And I think I only slept like four and a half, five hours. <laughs> and it was like, they settled. And I was like, wait a, wait a minute. Like, we didn't even get, because I was really saying we didn't get all the juice yet. Yeah. I, I thought there was going to be, because here's what happens too. And I wonder how many people get scared in Hollywood when this kind of stuff happens, right? Like the Jeffrey Epstein thing, like the R. Kelly thing, right? When these things break, because in this thing, right, there's all kinds of names, right? Like I'm looking at number 65 here. It says in one such instance, and not that he did anything, but it goes after a party with Jay-Z. Hov probably like, bro, why my name up in this thing, right? Like, <laughs> like why, is, why was they partying with me first, right? So yeah. it's like in one instance, instance after a party with Jay-Z, Mr. Combs beat Ms. Ventura repeatedly in an Escalade, including by kicking and hitting her. He forced her out of the vehicle on Fifth Avenue in New York City. She was eventually able to hail a cab and get to her apartment in Manhattan, where she cried in fear, realizing that there was no one she could tell about what happened to her at the hands of this incredibly powerful man. She spent the subsequent three days hiding in her apartment. Yeah, and that was a regular thing for her. She had to do what? I, I no no I look I, no I'm asking like Azealia Banks came out and, and co-signed on that story about you know that it was a regular thing for for him for Diddy to send Cassie to uh, on vacations in quotation marks so that she would have time to heal and then nobody would see her that he would send her out of the country right. and just let her go heal right you, you know what's crazy now too all those people who've been talking though for years, they don't seem so crazy now, right? Remember Jaguar, right? Used to always make these rants, right? And people kind of really dismissed her. Aubrey O'Day, right? Like uh-huh. from Danity Kane, right? She would talk and it's almost like she got dismissed. She would be on TMZ maybe for a day and then she would get dismissed, right? Yep. Um, of course, we know about the Mace, the Mace talk, the the locks beefing with him. Uh, even Mark Curry, um, who um, was on a few songs with him and was signed to him like the second wave of Bad Boy when he wrote the book Dancing with the Devil. Uh-huh. You know, he said a lot of things. And I and I, I mean, I can honestly say, right, like I asked him one time, I asked him literally straight up in an interview. I said, Mark, do you think that Diddy knows who killed Biggie? And he said yes. Oh, wow. Well, and that's the thing. Aubrey O'Day said that she talked to Biggie's mother and said, asked him, asked her who killed Biggie and that she answered and Aubrey didn't say that it was Diddy but that basically she alluded to it like yeah his mom knows and it was Diddy but she didn't say it so um I don't Diddy knows because it was probably himself allegedly this is a this is a wild document man in in 67 look at look at this one in the car leaving the club Mr. Combs beat Miss Ventura, pushing her into a corner of the vehicle and stomping on her face. Oh my Mr. Combs' security staff, Roger Bonds, tried to stop the beating but was unable to de-escalate the situation. When the car arrived at Mr. Combs' residence, Ms. Ventura attempted to run away, but Mr. Combs followed her and proceeded to again kick her in the face. 
Ms. Ventura was bleeding profusely and was ushered into Mr. Combs' home, where she began to throw up from the violent assault. Oh, my God. Upon recognizing the damage he had done and the physical abuse, uh, physicality of his, and the physicality of his abuse, Mr. Combs panicked and forced his staff to bring Ms. Ventura to a hotel suite at the London Hotel in Los Angeles, where she was required to stay for a week. At a hotel? What about... Like, well, I'm how guessing did they... if you... But here's the thing, though. When you... When you of Diddy's status, right, uh-huh. there's certain things you probably can do that everybody else wouldn't do, right? right? There's other entrances you can use. You're not just coming in the front door. Right. You know, you're not just standing at the counter waiting to check into a room. You are Diddy, right? And then you come in. Everybody that's with you is not showing their face or getting seen. Mm-hmm. And then you just, you know, and I, again, I wasn't there. But I, when you're powerful like that, I don't, when you're that powerful like him, Harvey Weinstein, these people like that, and and just the way that Hollywood moves and people with money, right? Things happen for those people because, because of money. Right. And you're right. I meant like the medical attention, you know? But How even, did she get back to health and like her face has been stomped in? You know what I mean? Like it sounds more than just some neosporin and you know a band-aid right right? it's sounding very graphic and she's bleeding profusely it sounds like she needs medical attention so i was just wondering what if he goes to a hotel and not a hospital or like a you know a, a, a celebrity hospital i guess something private how the hell did she get she you know how is her face not disformed i'm well i i guess if we continue reading 69 says during this stay as her injuries from the beating healed, Ms. Ventura began to fully realize that Mr. Combs' tremendously loyal network not only knew about and witnessed his assault, but also that these witnesses were not willing to do anything meaningful to stop Mr. Combs' behavior. Yep. She recognized that she was powerless and that reporting Mr. Combs to the authority would not alter Mr. Combs' status or influence, but would merely give Mr. Combs another excuse to hurt her. Oh, I know, and that's the thing. It's like... You, you know, you can't, in her mind, I could see why she was, I can't leave. He's going to do worse. He did this bad. He's going to do worse. Oh, wait, we, there, wait, there's, there's more, more? To this. there's, 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 and this is a continuation of this one incident. While in the hotel, she asked to go home to her parents, but Mr. Combs wouldn't let her leave. Mm-hmm. She lied to her mother when asked about an online gossip form that reported the assault. Mr. Combs proceeded to instruct his assistant to purchase excessive amounts of gifts from Ms. Ventura, which were delivered to the hotel room where she remained trapped. Ms. Ventura was terrified, isolated, and unable to see a pathway out of Mr. Combs' abusive hold on her life. She found herself becoming numb to the abuse she was experiencing and became entirely beholden to Mr. Combs' demands. She began to blindly follow his instructions out of fear of again being on the receiving end of a vicious beating. God. By Mr. Combs' own admission, his relationship with Ms. Ventura was like Bobby and Whitney. <gasps> a clear acknowledgement of the unequal power dynamic and excessive domestic violence that permeated their relationship. From the outside looking in, Ms. Ventura had heard others refer to her relationship with Mr. Combs as akin to Ike and Tina. I would say Ike and Tina, Bobby and Whitney, the, I mean, Whitney was bigger than Bobby, so I think that was a, you know, the... No, but no, but I can Tina. Absolutely. I mean, you know, she wasn't Tina, but oh, my God, for him to acknowledge it and say that. And I'm sure he probably said it like a joke, like, ha ha me. You know, I can Tina. Oh, uh, he is. Well, uh, uh, he is horrible. Well, he I'm, I'm going to give you a little bit more. Number yeah. 77. Yeah. Uh, uh, and again, these things are numbered and they're going down. Um, 
and it, and it, it's chaotic. Um, while in New York City, Mr. Combs told Ms. told the Ms. Ventura told the Ms. Ventura that he wanted to engage in a fantasy fantasy of his called voyeurism. Voyeurism. Mm-hmm. Mr. Combs said it would turn him on if he saw Ms. Ventura with another peen. But that ain't the word that they use in here. With another <laughs> dick. The first time Mr. Combs hired a man and brought the man to his home in Los Angeles. The man, Mr. Combs and Ms. Ventura, wore masquerade masks and ingested drugs. Mr. Combs directed Ms. Ventura to perform sexual acts with this man while Mr. Combs watched them. He masturbated while he directed Ms. Ventura and the man to do specific acts, specific sexual acts. The entire encounter lasted multiple days. Oh, my God. Number 80, Mr. Combs began to call the arrangement a freak-off or F.O. He would repeatedly tell Ms. Ventura at random moments that he wanted an F.O., and Ms. Ventura was eventually expected to facilitate the location and the hiring of male sex workers. Yeah, he would have sites. That's what I read in there was that there were sites that he would have her go to to find these guys. And the fact and they and in the documents they call they just say FO, right? And I was like, what the hell is an FO? It's a freak off. Where that if that's a term that people use, you know, in that world, I don't know probably, but I found that to me like, ugh, an FO, a freak off. Like that's what he called it. And she's he's making her go find the sex workers to have sex with her. I'll, I'll give you two more. FOs would often take place in hotel suites, including including at the Trump Tower, Trump International Hotel in, in uh, Columbus Circle, um, the London Hotel in Los Angeles, the Intercontinental Century City, the Intercontinental Atlanta, the Intercontinental New York City, the One Hotel in New York and in Miami, the Mandarin Oriental Hotel in New York, and there's a couple of other places, the Fountain Blue in Miami, the Beverly Hills Hotel. Number 83, on one occasion around 2013, Mr. Combs had an FO set up at the Intercontinental Hotel in New York City, after which he was charged with tens of thousands of dollars in damages by the hotel. Upon information and belief, Mr. Combs' chief of staff, Tony Fletcher, paid the invoice charged by the hotel. Wow. So, I, so I'm, I'm, I'm thinking more so like, to your point. There's records of things like that happening, right? When you pay a hotel, something like that, right? Yeah. There's records of things like that happening. Those are things that you can't with, hide with the yeah, with the right amount of digging, the right private investigator, the right team. Mm-hmm. They can dig up things like that. Yeah, you can hide it. Sorry, you can hide it, but you can. The receipts are there. Right. Yes. Yes. And so I just um I I don't know like I I think her story like for her first of all to drop a thirty million dollar lawsuit on him and if she's been through what's alleged here. That took a lot, right? That took a lot. That took a lot to sit down and give this information to somebody. It took a lot to even keep compiling this information and hope that you don't get caught, like dates and that type of thing, and have this either stored in your memory or writing this down someplace yeah. that you can, you know, do do whatever. Um, here, here's my thing, though. Do you think because there's no criminal prosecution here, right? Mm-hmm. What do you think happens though? Like, do Diddy's such a monster, right? Like to me, like in this in this game, do uh-huh. you think that these corporations, like he already was going through it with the one with the liquor company, right? Do you think that these corporations should start walking away from him? I already know that this one chick who's on a podcast on the Revolt Network, she has said that she can no longer what? be a part of that because she just from, oh. 
you know, for what yeah. he stands for. She I did. love her for that. I love her for that. that I need everybody to, to jump shit from him. I really do. And I hope that these corporations especially do because who cares? You know, the the little people, the people that work for him, you know, who cares? Like, nobody's going to hear the stories about them. Right. But the corporations walking away, that's going to hurt him. That's going to hurt his pockets. When I say who cares, I mean, he's not going to care. But if the corporations walk away, oh, yeah, he's definitely going to start to feel it. And I think we as people need to completely disown Diddy we need to like come on now I feel like the, the, him settling that lawsuit was because he was like let me nip this in the butt damn too much has already gotten out now more j- let me just pay this girl and, and be done with it now now that we know all of this I hope right. Eakin but I, I have so little faith right now in humanity because you know Sexy Reds got me a little jaded but I feel like I hope that we do the right thing and we all disown him and that we don't show him grace that we do not you know um like for me, I'm thinking like the Kevin Hart's. You remember that? I don't know if you remember that video where Kevin Hart went live with him with Diddy and Usher, right? right. And then Diddy accidentally says that he would wake up with Usher, like as if they were in the bed, but then he caught himself and stopped speaking, you know? And, but like Kevin Hart having that playful relationship with him, I need everybody to just know there is no more playfulness with Diddy. He's a crappy, demonic, demented human being who needs to go to so much therapy. It needs to be never touch a woman again. Like no woman, Carisha, if she stays with him, Egan, I don't know. I feel like she is just as disgusting and demonic as him. Okay, well, well, let me put this question to you. Let me put this question to you. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm not necessarily playing devil's advocate. I just want to get your thoughts on this. Diddy has settled this lawsuit, right? Uh-huh. And he continues to say that this is not an admission of guilt. His, his lawyer did or something like that. His right. team, his that attorney, this is not I don't a, This is not an admission of guilt. Well, then what is it? Well, now, let me finish. Hey, look, no, I, I'm, I, know, I'm not talking to you. I know right now if we look in the, if we look in the screen... Our complexions could represent Diddy and Cassie, <laughs> but I'm not. I, I didn't do it. I swear I didn't. I didn't do it. Now, saying all of that to say this, he hasn't criminally been found guilty of anything. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Right. So do we owe him some grace because of that? No, I, I don't think you even always get justice. You don't even always get justice when you do go to the law and go to, you know, take it to court and all of that. So that to me is like, no, that's not even a point you can make. Anyone can make. Right. Because it, just, justice is not always served. And having enough money also saves you, which is what happened to him here. He didn't. If he didn't have this money, he would have went to court and lost, I'm sure, because of all, you know, the evidence and all the receipts and that hotel stay. You know, there, I'm sure there were more instances like that, too. So, no, I, I, you can't. No, it's his money that saved him, technically. On paper, it saved him. Right. So do we, do we cancel Diddy, you think? I, he, he has, he ha, we have to no longer support this man and give him not one more dollar. I mean, Egan, he's made so much off of other people's backs and he's proven time and time again how much he screwed people, other people over. And there's another woman and I wish I remembered her name, but she speaks on so many instances like she knew the inside of Diddy Circle and the way Diddy ran things. And that Diddy, one thing that Diddy said, she remembers him saying, out of his mouth that he preferred to hire artists that weren't good that weren't very talented to be able to control them so that he could put them up and, and raise them up right make them famous but he could take it away at any point because without him and without his production and all of that money behind it they were nothing they could be nothing right you know it's these sick ways that he thinks to stay in control to stay in power that's i mean you think that that stops there 
No. And you think that stopped with Cassie? Right. No. It's with anybody around him. He'll screw you over, I'm sure. Like, try to go into try to try to do some work with Diddy. See what happens. And it's I think it's gonna be all all the options are bad. Yeah, Diddy's people already chased me around an arena before, so <laughs> no, nah, I'm I'm dead ass. Like like literally, I uh Charlotte, I was doing after parties uh with this company called uh Two Sisters, and uh they were doing shows with Al Heyman, major promoter, and we had bought the after parties for a couple of markets and Charlotte was one of them uh-huh. and we beat them there. We got the better club. And with the agreement though came that, um, I could make like three announcements during the actual show and it was a bad boy tour, but they would get in the city and want to have an after party for Diddy. Like they weren't trying to, it was trying to get all the money, which mm-hmm. is, I'm not mad at them. That's how they've always done. But we would, we beat them to the city, got the better venue uh-huh. and I was allowed to make three announcements during the concert so okay. during an admission i got the mic and i'm like after party or such and such and they heard me Ooh. but every time his team would come where i was standing uh-huh. i would have already moved uh-huh right i right. didn't even know they were looking for <gasps> me until later on oh i thought you were doing that on purpose like to no make no no sure. i would literally like do what i had to do and then i would move somewhere else because i had other people i had people in charlotte that i knew too right it wasn't like i was necessarily scared or whatever not saying that they didn't have a bigger crew than i had there but it was literally happening, and I didn't find out until later on when he actually ran up on some of my boys. He was like, yo, where's your man at making these announcements or whatever? Yo, he's taking food out of my mouth. Meanwhile, he got on an $80,000 bracelet at the oh, time. My. And my team was like, yo, this is our agreement. Right? We got this agreement with Al Heyman. Take it up with him. Like, we can make these announcements. My my wow. biggest issue with this, and, and I say this all the time, man, like, my problem with a lot of these dudes, like, I think Diddy has done – great things like 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 i like i say this all the time and i say it in a joking way i think diddy single-handedly messed up r&b music <laughs> no i do and, and and i mean that in a good and bad way okay because and and here's my two examples of why i think diddy single-handedly messed up r&b why when diddy bought mary j at blige out right if you were a person who wasn't really a student of the music you just thought that this chick was singing over hip-hop loops you really thought that you just was like oh man i could just i could just loop a hip-hop beat put a girl that can sing on it and that's it Uh uh-huh there was something to mary j that he found that hit your soul yeah those songs were well produced by producers who really understand making good music with diddy's guidance right Uh like he saw the vision but mary j just wasn't a girl who just got on a thing and, and held a small note yeah. There was something about Mary J that touched your soul. I remember mm-hmm. when I first heard you remind me, like, that record hit me differently. Yeah. So it wasn't just somebody singing over hip-hop breaks, mm-hmm. but a lot of other producers thought that. And so then all of a sudden we got all these girl groups or groups that was just the producer would loop a song, and then you got these groups. The second thing he did was he gave us Jodeci. Mm-hmm. When he gave us Jodeci, think about what happened after that. A lot of the groups before that were new addition. Even Michael Bivens brought out Boys to Men. They were still dressed up. There was choreography. There was this, right? Jodeci honestly looked like some dudes who walked out of the barbershop, smoked a blunt, and then got on the mic and just killed you. They did. They just, <laughs> really? that's what they, think about it. Jodeci had on jean suits, uh, backwards cats, caps, combat boots. They really, they wasn't on no choreography. Uh-huh. They was on some, but we really got it. And they had a sound, but what people didn't realize because you didn't do the research was Devontae Swing was one of the best doing it at the time. 
I don't that know dude, who Devontae he, he was, he was is. the You know, there was two sets of brothers, Devontae and Dalvin, and then Casey and JoJo. I, I know Jodeci's oh. a little bit before your time. but if No, you, I know Jodeci, right. but I thought Jodeci was Casey and no, JoJo. No, they are the singers okay. that were put together, but the music behind the group was uh, Devontae Swing. I got and you. And then his brother Dalvin made up the, the fourth member who played the drums or the way that they had the group looking, right? But it was two sets of brothers, mm-hmm. right? And what people didn't really understand was Devonte Swing was really one of those dudes. Like he really could produce. He really could write. And then they worked with like the Albie Shores and these other people who were involved, and they made really dope records. Uh-huh. Like you, you that, that first album, Forever My Lady. Those first five records alone stand to the test of time, mm-hmm. right? But when you saw the vision without looking deeper into what you what you was actually looking at, you thought, I get four dudes, put them in some combat boots. I get some a uh, couple of hip hop beats and I can make an R and B group. Yeah. And so we got all these groups that they weren't making music that became timeless. I and one see. thing I can say about Mary J, that music is timeless. Timeless. Jodeci, that music is timeless. So it's like a joke when I say Diddy single handedly because when people saw things instead of looking deeper into the vision, because to me he was a visionary when he did that, mm-hmm. right? That was a it was it 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 just broke the mold on what we were used to seeing. But it was great music. Um, that being said, though, one of the things I also, though, hate about if all of this is true about a dude like Diddy is when he comes on TV, it's black excellence. Oh, yeah. It's we stand together. Brother love. Yeah, it's, it's, and, and then he'll get when something goes wrong, like when Adidas got into it with Kanye, he comes on and he talks about how Adidas should do Kanye right. All those comments oh, were like, yes. all those comments were like, bro, with what you doing to your artist, why are you even in the, you, you Adidas? Yeah. You, yeah. You know? And then at the same time, right, you look at like, bro, you preaching black, ex- you preaching black excellence, you preaching the uplift. And then, yes, you have been instrumental in a lot of people making a lot of money, but it was all really come to come back and serve you and yes, your companies and your vision, right? That part. If to me, we are really preaching black excellence, we are really preaching uplifting our community, then I can't be doing this. I can't be on the one hand going, hey man, I helped you make that money, but this hand is behind my back because I'm screwing you out of what you really should make. Exactly, Egan. A great point. That's you know, it. You can't say right. you can't say that and you're not acting on that, you right. know? And, and and that's my issue with the whole thing of, of black excellence and these and, and dudes like him, right? Like again, and, and I, I've only met I've met Diddy a couple of times and and again, I will say he's done some great things and I'll be like, bro, like this dude really did this dude had a run. Like he you know, he had a run. Bad boy was a run. And to this day those records mean a lot of people like in here, like I said about the R. Kelly music. But I stand on that where I'm saying like I'm so over people that look like me. And it's more so a lot of more, lot more dudes than it is women. And I and I say black and brown because that's to me is where I start, right? I grew up with a bunch of Latin people in the Bronx, right? My man Peanut was my best friend, straight Puerto Rican, right? Like, I would never have thought to look at Peanut one day and be like, "Bro, here's your half of what you what you bought of this candy bar." But then I got another third of it behind my back, right? Like yeah. I just that that to me is not that's not excellence. No. That's not uplifting us both. That's really about my cause and faking faking you faking. out into thinking that I got you. Mm-hmm. And that to me is what we have to stop doing. And as you know, I, I I'll tell Diddy to his face if we was ever talking, bro. You gotta stop doing that, bro. Like you a leader. Yeah. Well, you you know. Well, what I'm saying? we no, thought. Well, that, we, that, you spoke. Yeah. You were supposed to be. Yeah. That. You were supposed to be. 
Well, where do we go from here? Do we do we stop listening to Bad Boy? Do we stop listening to Mary J. Blige records because Diddy produced Hell them? Hell no, Mary J. Has, she, didn't she leave? She's not longer. She's no, no longer. No, but I'm just saying the records that Diddy produced. If we can't, is he them, making money off of them? I, I think Diddy making money for the rest of his life Damn. if he produced stuff. I love me some Mary J. Wait, what about the album? Uh, no way out. Do we do we do we ever do we stream Diddy's album? No way out. Are we done streaming his music? <laughs> I'm done streaming his music. Now I'm not gonna say Mary J. Blige because the, I mean her her she's a queen. But uh, anything that's Diddy dominated or did Diddy? Yeah, no, I can't. I'm I'm done with it. What about you? Know what? Did he give away the publishing rights to Every Step I Take? Well, no, he didn't give away that. He had it. He, that Sting took that. Oh, okay. Because okay. Sting was because first of all, they didn't clear the sample. <laughs> they didn't clear the sample, and yeah. Sting does not play about his publishing. Yeah, Sting good. took his publisher from Diddy, and then I think. Um, Juice World. They sampled uh, for that song. I did it. I did my world. Did his yeah. first real big record. Sting said, "Let me get that." Wow. Yeah. That Sting does not really play that. about you taking his records and not getting them cleared. He does not play about that. Well, like you gonna pay? I don't play about you know righteousness. And Diddy's gotta go. Wow. <laughs> He's gotta go. Like um, E Forty would have said it. Oh wow. Um. Yeah. Tell them where to go outside the um, door. There's there's a lot more to this to this lawsuit, and actually, I still want to get like one of my law friends on here to kind of give us a little bit more clarity. So maybe we'll get that scheduled for next week. Um, but it's a lot to take in, and mm-hmm. and honestly, right? Like like again, Diddy's not a dude that I run with every day, but as a black man, I'm um. I'm disappointed, I guess I should say. You know what I'm saying? Um, I don't live my life to worry about a dude like Diddy, but in the overall picture of the support and and looking at a dude, like I said, that wakes up in the morning and he'd be like, black excellence and this and that and the other. And I'm not saying that other people out there don't have their skeletons or I haven't made mistakes in my life. Absolutely. But But you're not sex trafficking women. You're not, you know, uh, uh, making women have sex with men they don't want to have sex with. You're not drugging them, giving them pills, not telling them what it is and just making them take it. He didn't tell her when it was over. He said, hey, (laughs) That was ecstasy. Now, by the way, that was ecstasy. <laughs> got her hooked on drugs. Got her. Wait a minute. You, you like, hey, by the way, you just took some ecstasy. <laughs> what a. D- I hate him. I hate so him. How many, wait, so how many people are on your list right now? All right. So Tory Lanez, Diddy. Um, who is the uh, the baby? Uh, uh, oh, Partisan Fontaine, trash. Uh, you put Drake on there, too. Oh, yeah. Well, and you put Bad Bunny on there. Well, well, okay, Bad Bunny, he's he's back on because it was just him dating, you know, Ken, like Kendall Jenner. He's an idiot, but you know, love will make you do some dumb things. As long as he don't abuse her, I'll still stay with him. All right, it's fine. Okay, I'll is Drake forget. still on the list? Drake, it's so hard with I. Man, Look. Drake gave Sexy Red a break. He uplifting women. <laughs> uplifting some and stomping on others. Um, uh, not, I said not, Drake. I did not say Diddy. Who Drake step on? <laughs> Sorry, not 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 uh literally, oh, not okay. literally. Um, but I will say Drake. Uh, Drake, I go back and forth with because I hate. I I, I wish. Okay, well let me ask you this: Do you bend that ass over? And let that coochie breathe when that song come on. <laughs> yeah, I do. Then Drake got you. I you, you do. Right? Then Drake got you. I, look, I'll settle it for you. I'll settle it for you. Yeah. If you bend that ass over and let that coochie breathe when that song come on, then you're still a Drake fan. Damn. Drake is not canceled. Damn. Hey, All right. You, go. you got me hey, there. Hey, hey, hey. And blame his newfound attorney, Attorney Sexy Red. <laughs> <laughs> Sexy Red brought him to court and said, hey. Bend that ass over. Let that, that coochie breathe. breathe. And next thing you know, did you do that, Miss Gonzalez? And you was like, 
Yes, you are. Sexy Red was like, I rest my case. Drake is no longer canceled. <laughs> hey, man, appreciate you rocking with us. And 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 Brittany, I, I appreciate you coming to the home studio. Hey, wait, you know what? Can what? I have a hug since you're here? Oh, my God. We're going to do this live? We're going to do this live? You yes. get some makeup on my coat live? I'm going <gasps> to diddy you up in here. That's my new thing. Well, hey, that's don't. my new thing. That's my new thing. Hey, I'll diddy you up in this club. <laughs> hey, you mess around. And make, mess around. Mess around. Hey, look, that's what I'm going to do. If I ever get arguing with a dude in the club, mess around and make me diddy you up in here, bro. I can't stand him. He's about to lose this hug. That wasn't good? I said a dude, too. I didn't even say a female. I said a dude. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's was it nice. the hand clap that threw you off? <laughs> yeah. Don't make me diddy you up in here, bro. <laughs> you got to say it like, you got to say it with feeling, too. I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> I'm just saying. Hey, we hugged in the studio. Love you, Eakin. Hey, if we were standing up, she would have gave me the church butt out hug. That's what it felt like. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> hey, that's going to do it for everybody rocking here with us at the DJ Eakin Podcast. Of course, my man, Jason, is here, Radio Influence, watching our back. Uh, Brittany, where can they find you at? Hey, is, is your Instagram and stuff still the same? Because I, I know every month and a half you might change it. No, this is still the same. It's still the same. Brunch with Brittany on Instagram, on TikTok. Follow me to comment, you know, interact with me. Hit the likes a lot. Y'all tripping. Some of y'all don't hit the likes, and I don't like that. Hey, let me ask you a question. What? Are you really brunching at these high-ass brunch spots? Because like, they throw grass on the wall. Do you play? Like, I'm they, there. Because I'm they there. throw grass on the wall, are you immediately there paying $17 I, for orange juice? Absolutely. Yes, I will. Every single time. I just did it last week. My bill was about almost $100. For just for myself, it was about 80 What did you, was it drinks or was it, because pancakes, it's no way, it's no way enjoying pancakes <laughs> should get you to $100. I do appetizers too. You get what I'm telling? When I take myself out, I, t- I do the whole full course. Uh, appetizers, then the entree, then the drinks. Sometimes I'll do dessert. Sometimes I get friendly and I'm like, oh, I'll get, I'll cover my girl. I don't know why. Yeah. How come every time you go with me, you don't cover? You cover your, I'm you, a cover, lady. you cover your purse with your jacket or something like that. I'm just a girl. Oh man, please, I'm out of here. <laughs> man. Uh, at DJ Eakin across all the socials, man, and at DJ Eakin TV on the YouTube, man, the DJ Eakin podcast. Appreciate you being here and um, don't make me pity <laughs> you, bruh. Nah, I'm, I'm playing. I swear I'm playing, man. Yeah. I'm out, man. <laughs> Catch all new episodes of the DJ Eakin Podcast with Brittany Gonzalez dropping every Friday. Subscribe and listen wherever you get your podcast fix.